everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the show. For this episode, I've talked to an administrative assistant for a Christian organization. Hearing her roots, her early jobs, and how she ended up in her current position resonated with me because I felt the same sense of being in over my head when I started my first career-based position. I still wrestle with imposter syndrome today. Sabrina felt stuck in her fast food position and didn't know where she could go. As it turns out, all the skills she had learned in fast food translated to the administrative assistant role. She can think quick, has customer service experience, can schedule, work with vendors, and more. I believe a lot of people could relate to Sabrina's experience and benefit from her advice. Make friends with your coworkers. They'll understand what you're going through when times are tough. They also may help you connect with the person that will lead to your next job. Ladies and gentlemen, episode eight of The Job in Detail. Okay. Uh, hi, I am Sabrina, and I want to tell you about my job. I am an admin assistant for a local Dallas ministry. We are a radio broadcast ministry, and I work for the marketing department. I am the administrative assistant to the director of ministry development. And that just means that I do what I'm told. Uh, my list of tasks varies from day to day. Um, before COVID, it was uh, graphic design sometimes, you know, with little programs that I would find here and there, uh, scheduling meetings, which I still do with COVID. Um, I, I was the gopher, so I would go for things. So like I would go to Target, Hobby Lobby, all kinds of different things. I was the gift wrapper for different people in the department, for people in the ministry, for if we sent something. I arranged, uh, and I still do, arrange our production days. So every month we have a filming where we have our one talent and we have our crew come in. We have a couple cameras, a couple photographers come in and we record everything we'll need for the next few months. And we edit it throughout that month. And I arrange the camera guys. I do craft services for those. So I make sure our talent has coffee at 8 a.m. in the morning <laughs> because it's really early. Um, I make sure we have lunch. I make sure that, you know, we have a venue and if we have to pay for the venue that it's paid. Uh, a bunch of different things and not much has changed since COVID except we're working at home, less in-person meetings, more Zoom, more finagling when things need to get sent somewhere because if the office is mostly closed, I have to make sure someone's there to actually ship something. So it's interesting, but it's fun. COVID threw a wrench in everything, but a, a lot of industries, a lot of people mm -hmm. I've talked to, it's the same thing yeah. and just trying to adapt to it. Mm -hmm. how did you get into it? Cause you do a lot of different stuff. Um, what was the beginnings of it? So I don't have a degree at all, period. Um, I have these quote spiritual gifts. And like I said, I work for a ministry, so it's a Christian ministry. And uh, one of them, I never understood it is administration. And I'm like, that makes no sense. What can you do with administration? Um, and before I worked here at uh, the ministry, I was a fast food manager at uh, Sonic Drive-In. So like there was, in the store, there was the area supervisor who was over three stores. And then there was the general manager 
He was over at our store, but he was everywhere. And then there was me. So I did the scheduling. I, I started helping with payroll before I left. I was kind of HR because there wasn't an HR. It's a franchise. And it was exhausting. I was customer service. It was exhausting. But I knew everything about that store. I knew how to take everything apart. I learned everything. And then after a while, it got bad. It got really not healthy for me to be there mentally. People were not treating me like I needed to be. And I had a friend whose mother is actually my boss now. And he texted me one day. He's like, hey, do you think you'd be a good assistant? I'm like, I, I mean, I'm an assistant now. Why? And it ended up she was trying to find an assistant because work for her was getting really, really heavy. And her department was doing as much as they could, but they really couldn't. It was getting really I don't know. How, it was getting really, their plates were all very laden and it was getting really hard, especially coming up on the end of the year. And it was just going to be a, a mess. And so she made a position for an assistant and she was like, you know, I've met this girl a couple times and I don't know why, but I can feel like she is the perfect one for this role. So she had me apply and HR also was like, you know, she doesn't seem terrible. There were other people that had like master's degrees and, uh, in administration and stuff, but Heather felt that it was, my boss felt that I was the perfect fit for it, that she didn't want someone with a degree because if they had a degree, then they wouldn't be there very long. Um, and that I had a variety of different skills because I had worked in fast food for so long. I could do, I could talk to people. I had people skills as a customer service representative, as a, as a manager, I had scheduling skills, you know, I was able to do conflict resolution, that kind of stuff, communications. It was, I, I didn't realize how many of my skills that I learned in fast food would translate over into an office job. Absolutely. So it worked out yeah. incredibly well. Did you have any other restaurant experience before or was it just no. Sonic? That was everything. I had been at Sonic for five years. It was, I was there from high school. Like yeah, I had a I similar to, yeah. trajectory. I worked retail briefly, then went to a restaurant. And I was surprised at how much restaurant experience, mm -hmm. especially if you've got different uh, yeah. roles there, if you work in all the different positions, oh man, you can do a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes. And it, it, you don't realize that when you're there, when you're there, you're like, this is chaotic and this is a yeah. mess. But then when you go elsewhere, you're like, oh, this, I know how to do this. So, so had, how many times had you met Heather before? You said it was somebody you, you kind of knew or, okay. A handful. I mean, her son was my absolute best friend, but I had met her a handful of times, wow. eight, less than 10. And it just, it just, that's one of those things where a lot of people will call me getting this job chance or luck or networking or the good old boy system. And I really call it Providence which is, of course, a God thing. And I know people aren't Christian, so luck. But yeah, for me, it was entirely, there's no reason I should be where I am. And for that, I am grateful. It's just one of those things. Listen to what you're being told by like inside of you. Because if I hadn't left Sonic when I did, I wouldn't have the mental capacity to be where I am now. Cause I never would have left Sonic. I would have stayed and I would have dealt with the abuse, but I left when I did 
And I actually had like a one month job at like a thrift store in between. I don't really count that. But um, <laughs> while I was at that thrift store is when I got the, the finalizations of this job. And it was like, hey, you can use certain two days. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I were still at Sonic. I wouldn't have been able to abandon them like that if I were still at Sonic because I cared so much. But because I, I left what that. I did, then I was able to just up and leave the thrift store, which sounds awful. Always give two weeks notice. <laughs> so you get the, okay, can you start in two days? What does starting for you look like? I mean, I'd imagine you're overwhelmed, nervous, mm -hmm. uh, don't know fully what you're getting into. Yeah. So that's actually a really funny story. There's a marketing conference in Boston every year. This year it was actually online, obviously. Um, usually it's a week, like four to five days called inbound. And the whole team was going to go, not the whole team, most of the team, someone that we have in Pennsylvania, someone that we have in East Texas was going to go as well as two people from our team. One of the people was like, Hey, I can't go. Okay. Sabrina's going. So <laughs> my technically my first day was a Friday and it was a half day to meet everyone and get the books that I needed to read. You know, I need to learn something about marketing. I didn't know anything. So it was a half day on a Friday the weekend. And then it was Labor Day that Monday. So we were closed, but I was getting paid because I had never had a paid job before PTO day like that before in fast food. So that just blew my mind. And then that Tuesday morning, I was at the airport flying to Boston for a conference. So it was like a crash course in marketing. Hey, sink or swim. There you go. Yes. <laughs> and there were so many phrases that I had no idea. And when I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so obvious. How did I not know that? But, well, I, I've noticed that a lot in the corporate world. There's, they've got fancy names for things, but you're like, yeah. oh, hey, this is just uh, dressing up mm -hmm. common sense a lot of the times. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that first week was crazy. People knew what they were talking about and I had no idea what was going on. And it was absolutely mind blowing how much there was to marketing that I had never even thought about. And so it was it was fascinating. What was your big takeaway from that? What was the, the thing? Usually the first time you learn something, you remember like, oh, I learned what a deposit really is today or whatever, you know, what was your big takeaway from that trip? That I was over my head. <laughs> that I was in over my head. I realized like it, it took a while of getting used to into my job. For a while I had like serious imposter syndrome. Mm. So like I left that conference thinking, I don't belong here. This was a mistake because it, I really don't remember any specifics about that, about that week. It was just so wild and bizarre and it was just so much information. That's really all I can say from that because like, I remember one of the sessions that I had, there was a video that went viral a few years before then. And it was a CEO of the company that created that video. And I remember him saying, it doesn't matter if you think it's perfect quality, just put it out there. And then when you find something that you're good at, stick to it. Because we didn't know that that was going to go viral, but it did. So just throw it out there and stick to what you're good at. I'm like, oh, that's good advice. But that's all I remember from that week because I, I loved that viral video. So I remember watching that video. Well, it seems to have served you well. <laughs> yeah. 
So when did the other stuff start coming in? Because I mean, you've got scheduling, you've got your gopher, you've got graphic design, you've mm-hmm. got radio broadcast, you've got picking video crews. I mean, that's uh yeah. You're doing the job well, of 10 people in some productions. <laughs> well, luckily we have a small video crew like we have three people on a normal film day. Sometimes we have more because we're like, oh, let's also do a photo shoot. So we have a photographer and their assistant come in. But usually it's, we have an audio guy and two camera guys and they man three cameras, set it all up, lights and everything. And I've started very slowly learning about the cameras and stuff like that. Usually what I do is I sit down and I press record, that's it. But everything else just kind of slowly came on. Um, Like, For craft services, I started in September and that December we had some major filming days. So that I wasn't filming. I wasn't actually touching anything else except for craft services, but it worked because I worked in food service. So Mm. I knew how to handle food. I knew wash your hands. I knew you should be wearing gloves. I knew that kind (laughs) of stuff. So that worked out really well for those. And then because we had different venues and stuff that we needed to be at, although I didn't decide those venues it was a publisher a publishing company decided all that stuff so I just showed up with food and snacks and tables to set things up and made it pretty and it was good and then later it was like hey Sabrina it's around Christmas time let's send the people that we had venues for gifts so we sent them nice gifts and I gift wrapped those and that's when they learned I really love gift wrapping (laughs) like I love (laughs) gift wrapping so they were like you're doing all of our gift wrapping from now on so I got, Uh-oh. I have my own little corner at the office with gift wrap, trim, ribbon. It's, it's my whole little production over there. <laughs> and then uh, it kind of started, we have the radio broadcast, which our department QCs, quality controls those to make sure, you know, nothing that was said in, you know, 1990 is controversial today because, you know, oh, things said back difficult. then are very likely to be controversial today. So if it is, then it gets edited out. Now, I don't QC much anymore, but I did closer to the beginning. And so that started getting me more into that realm, that sphere. We have a guy who, who does that solely now because he's all, he has a theological degree. So he can, mm. he can much better precisely tell when something is off. But we have, and then slowly, it, tangent, um, they told me at the beginning, this girl is not allowed to touch graphic design. I have enough graphic designers. I do not want her touching graphic design because then she'll just get swamped with that. Probably like two months in, I was like, Sabrina, there's this app on your phone. Um, can you just create like three little graphics for me really quick? Okay. And then that kind of devolved into now I have like four different programs that I use for graphic design. So sometimes mm. I make, you know, 15 images a month. Sometimes I make little images for uh, like, I'll get a quote and I'm like, ooh, that works for social media. So I'll throw it on an image and send it to my boss and she'll put it on social. So it's, it's that came slowly, very slowly. And it, I'm still learning. I still want to learn more about it because it's so interesting to me and I enjoy it. It's kind of relaxing, which is interesting. No, I get it. Once you kind of get into, it's almost like a type of flow or something when you mm-hmm. get in the creative process yeah. and that's hard to capture that with something else. Mm-hmm. But everything else, it, I don't know. I don't really know how it all came on. I knew the people, 
I knew one of the people from the filming. So as I got to know everyone else better, it got a whole lot easier to be like, hey, this day we have our talent, we have this venue, can you be there with this equipment? And all right, cool. They would send invoices and I would you know, check up a week later and make sure that they had been paid. So they would get there, I'd help them load the cars, I'd have coffee and snacks, going to film. Is it something that's pretty common within the organization to try and do like cross training and be involved in a lot of different things? Or is that something you take upon yourself? I think everything, the filming and stuff, we actually contract. So we don't have people in our ministry that do it themselves. So it's a contract thing. So I'm not going to learn how to answer phones and do customer service with the CRMs, customer resource, the customer resource management systems. I'm not going to learn that. It's a whole other system that I don't learn. I won't learn. I don't need a login. So I won't touch that. I don't really help with operations because that's a whole other realm, a whole other head honcho that I don't report to. So as much as I'd like to learn all that stuff, there's no need for me to. Cross training comes when you're being hired to do other things in the ministry. So like they'll hire you if you're part-time in fulfillment, they might hire you part-time for cash office. But usually everyone stays within their own little realm. In each department, everyone learns a little bit about every part. So like I know a little bit about, you know, graphic design. And even though we have two graphic designers, actually I think we have three, one of them is part-time. Um, I do project management, even though we have two project managers. I schedule, so that, that's actually, I'm the only one that schedules stuff for the department, but you know, it's everyone in each department learns a little bit about every role within that department. Got it. You had mentioned the spiritual gifts, I think was the term you had used. Is that something you identify yourself or is that something that's like, is kind of identified and pointed out for you? So within the church, there are people who do a lot more research into that. And I was not one of those people. Um, <laughs> I had people that were always like, this is your gift. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. So I think I took one of those little rinkening quizzes online. And it was like, your top three are uh, administration, serving, and exhortion. I, but I was like, what, what can you do with administration? So it's one of those things where people, there are books about spiritual gifts. I have not read those. I don't think I will read them. But a lot of people can see them in others. So I think that's what Heather saw in me is my, the administration skill. But it's not something that I had ever really looked into before people started telling me about it. So some people when, know a lot about it. When you took that quiz, I imagine you were at Sonic still? Yes. That was actually like three years before I left Sonic and I, I screenshotted it and I actually saw it on my thing the other day. I was like, I don't, what can I do with administration? I mean, I can do the schedule for all these high schoolers. That's it. So, yeah. So, but uh, if you took that, I mean, your faith was obviously part of part of your life before you worked for the ministry. So kind of guide me how that m might've impacted your professional search. I mean, we, we know the networking side, um, but how much did your faith kind of keep you going before then? Honestly, I grew up in a more, this may make sense to some, not to others. I grew up in a moral household. 
not a religious one. So I grew up being taught, you know, God hates sinners, which is not true. But um, I grew up being taught, don't sin, it's bad, it's bad for you, bad things happen. I wasn't exactly taught Christianity, but I was taught do the right thing. And I went to church every Sunday, but I didn't understand. I woke up one morning and I was told, you're getting saved today. And I was like, great. I think I was seven. Um, later on in life, when I actually learned more about, I think I was, in, I, I was a teen at this point, like 16. And I realized that the churches I was going to were not helpful to me. They were toxic. Um, and I up and left. I still believed in Christ and that he, he died on the cross and I believed do the right thing, but I did not get the whole, I didn't understand like I do today. And when I was at Sonic, I lost myself in Sonic completely. I lived there essentially. I would work 18 hour days. I would come home to my dog. And when I was at Sonic, that was one of the lowest points of my entire life. The people there, I still talk to some of them and I adore them and make friends with the people you work with because they will love you like no one else understands. But they had seen me so low and they knew how bad it was for me because they knew I was taking the brunt of the abuse so that they wouldn't have to. And then one of my friends told me about this group that he was going to on Thursday nights. And it took about three months for me to schedule it to where I was able to go. But I took off Thursday nights and I started going every week. And I started realizing I was not taught real Christian values growing up. I was not taught to love everyone. I was not taught how God loves everyone. I was not taught all of that when I should have been. And when I up and left the church, it kind of gave me a chance to refocus. I think it gave me a chance to realize how bad things could get. And so I was at this Thursday night group and I realized this is Sonic is not great for me. It's not, it's not doing good things for me. And it got, again, that was, I was going to the Thursday night group when everything at Sonic crashed and burned. I remember sitting on the floor of the bathroom crying and no one came to help. One person came to help. He had to lift me off the floor because I had collapsed of crying and tears and weakness. And so that moment I realized God is telling me, I don't need to be here. I don't need to be here. He wouldn't, he might put me through this, but only to tell me to leave, to tell me like, this is, you do not deserve the kind of abuse and the treatment that you're getting here. So I found a job that paid much less, much less and much less hours. So, but I had a weekend. I went to a thrift store. I had a weekend. I had never had that. It had been five years since I had weekends and I didn't understand what you could do with a weekend. And I had evenings off. You know, I got off at no later than like 5 p.m. every day. And that was foreign to me. If my shift ended at five at Sonic, I'd still have to do the deposit and take it to the bank and make sure the shift change went well and all that. And this whole shift to this thrift store completely blew my mind. I was like, there's a whole other world out here. <laughs> and when I was at the thrift store, that's when everything with, I had gotten the text about, do you think you'd be a good assistant? 
when I was still at Sonic about four months in advance. And I was, I was like, I don't know, sure, yeah. So when I was at the thrift store, that's when everything really started to fall into place. I, uh, I was sent through email the place where I could send a, like the job description. I was sent, hey, send a resume to this person. Send a resume to this person. Let me, you know, check your resume here and all that kind of stuff. And I sent it in. And they're like, okay, come in for an interview this Wednesday. I was like, awesome. So I made sure I had that Wednesday off from the thrift store because I could work a Saturday if I needed a Wednesday off, which was foreign at Sonic too. That never would have happened. And then it was the next Wednesday, they gave me an offer. They're like, hey, if you can come in this Friday, start this Friday, we can uh, get your paperwork taken care of then. And then next Tuesday, we can fly you to Boston. Okay. It, it was shocking how God told me, this is not for you. That Sonic is not for you is not where I have you permanently because I had kind of resigned myself to be there forever. And I'm so glad I didn't. At this point, um, with how you kind of got reacquainted with, with your faith, would you work for a secular organization like Sonic again? Or would, do you think you'll stay with the ministry? I'd like to stay with the ministry, you know, fingers crossed. Um, But a Christian is not called to separate from the secular world. They're called to be in the world, but not of the world. And so we are supposed to be salt and light. We are supposed to be flavor to a flavorless world. So we are not called to separate and divide. We We are called to be a light to a world that needs it. And I'm not saying that non-Christians are terrible people. That's not at all true. I've met great people who are not Christians and I adore them, but those people wouldn't have a Christian influence on their life if Christians separated from them. So working in a secular environment would give me a chance to be a disciple to those people and give those people a chance to meet a Christian that doesn't hate people that are different from them. So it's, the Christian faith has kind of been warped by politics, I think, which is a whole other issue. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see that everywhere right now. Yeah. Everything's become a political <clears throat> football. Yeah. So what do you think is next for you? <clears throat> Sticking out here right now. Um, eventually, when I pay off my student loans, because I don't want to take out more debt, um, I want to go back to school, start small, go to a community college because I made the mistake of not trying that. I went to school at one point, but I had to drop out. So I have some credits and I want to pay off that debt. And then I want to go back to school eventually. And I want to get my degree in administration. You know, I love history and that's what I was going to school for, but I can't do papers. I can't do papers, so I couldn't do a history degree. Yeah, it's almost so, all papers, papers and lectures. Yes, I no, no. Um, give me the books. That's it. But <laughs> I want to do something in administration, and I probably want to like take classes in graphic design, so I can learn more about it. So I can see, hey, this is actually what I want to do. This is what I'm differing. This is, you know, how these graphics work, and that way I have more marketable skills. Because I'd like to be at the ministry for as long as possible, but if God ever takes me somewhere else, I want to be prepared for that. So 
Usually in the organizations you like, there's like that one position you're like, I really want to try this out. I don't know if it's my dream job or anything like that, but I really want to try that out. Do you have one of those there? Uh, no. No operations or anything like that? Well, like maybe to operations. To? I, okay. I really do like the events that we do. Because when you do events, I always kind of volunteer for those because they're weekends sometimes. And I really like doing events. I like the chaos, the organized chaos. I like making sure the table decorations look nice. I make I like making sure people are going to be getting where they need to be, like itineraries and stuff. But that's all organizational, which I kind of do on a smaller scale for my job. So I'd like to eventually I maybe want to do something in operations because that's really to me, that's fun. And they do a lot more gift wrapping and shipping nice gifts to people. I'm like, yes, that sounds so fun. Sounds so interesting. So that maybe, but I really love where I am now. Good. When things are going well in operations, they're good. When things are going bad in operations, it's madness. (laughs) (laughs) When you were growing up, was there a, like a dream job you had us, anything you're like, Oh, I want to be this when I grow up. English or history teacher, which I have passed on from that (laughs) but yeah I think when I was at Sonic I realized I can't do stupidity and that means I couldn't do small children which sounds awful because small children are adorable and precious but I wouldn't I'm more sarcastic I think than to be able to deal with stupid questions which sounds so bad but (laughs) I I, and like middle school and high school I just couldn't deal with the arrogance of some kids and so you know I will stick to being an armchair historian and reading fiction. Hey, that's what hobbies are for. That's yeah. that's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Who would you say that uh, this position's for? Those who like organized chaos, because it really is chaotic some days. But if you can make sense of it, like I have little filing cabinets in my brain, and they're kind of they're those filing cabinets that never really close because they're so stuffed, but everything has a place and you know the place. So when, if your brain is chaotic and crazy, but you know what's going on, that's the kind of person. It's weird. Is, is there anything they could do in their spare time to kind of prep for it, like volunteering for specific organizations or books to read, anything like that that you would recommend to try and hone that skill set to kind of get ready? Honestly, have a little bit of everything. <clears throat> like if you know a little bit about graphic design, if you know a little bit about coding, if you know a little bit about website development, if you know a little bit about, you know, filmings and cameras and stuff like that a little bit about everything is really good skill which is yeah it's weird it's not helpful by any means because that that's reading a lot of different things and doing a lot of different research it's also a lot of research like I'm I really enjoy research and it helps there are things like hey look up this person and see what they want as a gift I'm like okay so maybe just like researching a ton and learning a lot about everything. It's jack of all trades. 
Is it something that the uh, position is normally like they would find it on a job board or is it something that you would really kind of have to get in through word of mouth and knowing somebody? I think an admin assistant position is kind of, they're everywhere, but I feel like they're all a little bit different. Like I know someone who's an admin assistant, but she's more of a receptionist. Mine is more marketing than just admin assistant. So it kind of depends on where you fall. So you know, the fulfillment, if we have a fulfillment in our like warehouse center area, then their jobs as an admin assistant are going to be different than mine. So the admin assistant part is more of just scheduling and figuring stuff out. It's all the same, but different. So like they're not going to handle filmings in operations, but they might handle large scale events where I don't. So it's kind of picking your Picking your poison, Got it. but not poison. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of people that, are, uh, especially now, we've got distance learning and things like that. So it's kind of wacky times. But for high school kids or uh, people getting ready to graduate college in this upcoming year, any specific advice you give to them? Don't go to university unless you absolutely know what you want to do. Start a community college. Because you're, you, you're still young. I mean, I wanted to be a teacher. I don't anymore. I've learned better. You, you know what you want to do, but you've also been surrounded by the same people for a very long time. So figure out who you are individually first. And then don't stick to your original plan. If things are going haywire and your original plan doesn't make sense anymore, change it up. It's not, it, it's very possible to go in a different direction than you originally anticipated. And that new direction might be the world of difference. I think that is sound advice. We've been going for a little over a half hour. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to add specifically or that you'd like to share? Mm, not really. <laughs> you can get through COVID. You can get through COVID. That is a, it might be hard. And when things are seeming really, really low, just know that no matter how bad it gets, there will be an upside. It might really, really suck for a while, but there will be an upside. I would agree with that. Well, I appreciate you coming on and kind of clearing up some of the stuff. I mean, it's kind of like you said with the admin assistant position where it's like you kind of know a little bit about it you know it's going to be scheduling but outside of that you don't know what else it is and to find that mm -hmm. there's some really well-rounded opportunities where you get to do a lot of different things that's actually it really neat I could see how mm -hmm. somebody would really want to seek that out at that point yeah. especially if you've got a lot of different interests yes yes a lot of admin assistants think a lot of people think admin assistants are just receptionists and like they pick up dry cleaning which that's not what it is. It's there's so much more to it than sitting at a computer and answering phones, which I do, but I don't just do that. So it's, it's so much more and it's so much more involved. Well, I really appreciate you uh, coming on to talk about it. If there's anybody else that uh, in the ministry or that, you know, that would want to talk about their job that you think is pretty interesting, uh, send them my way. Cause I, I yeah. really think it's fascinating. Will do. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. Have a good morning. You as well. Thanks. Bye-bye.
you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so through thejobindetail.com or anchor.fm slash thejobindetail. You can also tell somebody about the show and leave a review on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever else you may get your podcasts. If you or someone you know would like to tell me about your job, reach out to me through the website form or send an email to nick at thejobindetail.com. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. Stay safe, everyone. Thank you.